Let's have a hormone dream for a teenage cream. Our display needs to be adjusted. Adjusted. Adjusted? <laughs> How do I make an adjustment to this glorious. Just dismantle site. the whole thing and put Justin Timberlake right in front. No. Put it right here. He's right there. He's got his fucking spot. Well, it's appropriate because he belongs. He belongs. <laughs> he belongs. He belongs to each other. He belongs to each other. Uh, he didn't even try. I don't know. Did I get the lyrics right? You did, but yes. I thought you would have. I don't know. one for me. Is everything good over there? Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. It looks like it went black. I don't know what's going on. Can you not see the screen? When computers are involved, black means bad. Look, can you see it now? Oh, yeah, I can. Okay. Ha ha. All is good. All is well, which is good because uh, we're here. This is Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we welcome you to our Bullshit and Review Podcast, where (laughs) we like to uh, (laughs) listen to, typically, I mean, we share media with each other. It's usually music. That's usually what we do. And here for a while... Uh, it's been rock music that we've been either provided with or providing each other with. And that's kind of like the basis of what we do here is, um, we just listen to stuff throughout over a week and then we come together and we review it for you. And there's a lot of bullshitting happening. And there's usually very little research. Typically. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just schmucks with microphones. Yeah, we're schmucks, with a but sure, we're not cucks. A sure SM58 and a sure beta SM58. Yeah. That's right, I'm a beta cuck, baby. That's true. I never heard the word cuck until like... Yeah, that's a new thing. Maybe three or four years ago? It's the new thing, even though it's been a thing forever. And when it was first said, it made me feel like uh, idiots with red hats wear or say that. And now, Gino. And now everyone's saying cuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm still supposed to be saying cuck. And I usually do an impression of Pat while I'm doing it. Oh. Well, one thing I did mention on purpose is that a lot of times, and I'd say often and for sure lately, what we've been reviewing primarily is rock music. Absolutely. In different forms, obviously, but rock music all in all. And I thought I'd uh, mix things up. I'd throw all these things into a blender because that's what we're doing here. I mean, the whole primary thing is Sam and I being a married couple and sharing our differences with each other. And this is definitely a fine example of something (laughs) where we differ. (laughs) But this one's tied deep into your soul. Well, this one's tied to you as well. And, oh, hi, Wayne. How? All of a sudden, I had a cat Just sniffing I, my hand. Because I grew up in, in this era when it was popping and hopping? Yeah, so when we were about 12 or so, things blew up. So that's how old I am when this blows up. Yeah, 11, okay. 12. 12 for sure. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. And... <sighs> It was just not for you because you were a teenage boy, uh-huh. but for us, for me, us ladies, all of us ladies who are around my age who listen to this podcast. Yeah. <sighs> 
Um, a lot of ladies listening to this podcast. Not a lot of ladies, and definitely not a lot of ladies around my age. Maybe one. My sister. That's probably about it. Uh, Hey, bro. <laughs> and you're also why this uh a part of why this podcast is happening even though when i think of my sister she also prefers the rock of the music yeah because we just do it's just the basis and I, I love it too but i also you know as a teenager i loved pop music that came out because i loved people who sang i loved to be entertained i loved the dancing i always enjoyed dancing myself so uh, i was a big fan and I was kind of into the Backstreet Boys when they came out, but I didn't really care that much. I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And um, <clears throat> there was this very popular Disney concert that was pushed to push Lou Pearlman's second boy band that came out. And uh, as in think. Who's the first boy band that Lou Pearlman had come out? Backstreet Boys. Okay. I got a comment that this... Oh, he's suckling. Wayne can't be on my lap anymore. He's already suckling. Not suckling on the podcast, you little dick. Say hi to the camera and bye. Um, there's a whole different energy already going to this podcast. Usually, usually, usually the first four minutes is just complete bullshit and nonsense. And it has already taken off with you just and sinking it up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also been a day. You've been golfing. You're sunburnt. I figured you'd want to move through this. Uh, how excited are you to do this podcast? Are you more nervous or are you more excited? I'm not nervous. Okay. I just know that this is more of a podcast episode for me. Yeah. Which, I'd... I mean, it's not like this is a whole performative thing for other people. Like, the whole, we know we don't have a huge audience. So, the most of what we're doing is for us anyway. It's fun to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, we are true artists. We do it for ourselves. And, but I was for a long time very afraid to play certain music around you that I liked. I think it has taken a good amount of time, what, like almost three and a half years now, for me to feel that I'm ready to give you something that was very defining for me. Because this was, and it's another thing, like it's when you're, you get to a certain age and you're listening to your own music, music that was not your parents, and it's people more around your age who were doing what's in at the time. And for me, uh, I was, I was a horny teenager. So <laughs> when I saw the Disney sync concert that would just play and play and play for an entire summer, just like... It, like every day, it was insane. Um, it made them very popular. It was very big for their career. So this is a funny angle, and I've never thought about this. Do you attribute, and do you think uh, other girls of that age attribute NSYNC or boy bands in general as a sexual awakening? I think there's a part of it that you don't realize, because obviously the music is catchy. And it's it's specifically made for that age group. Yeah. So it, but it actually took my sister enjoying NSYNC more. That like an NSYNC song came on the radio, and she was like, "Turn it up," and my dad turned turn it, it up. up. And I remember that it, the reception wasn't that great, 
but it was in sync and she wanted to hear it. And she, it almost felt like she was maybe on the older end of it, but she was still a young teenage girl. But it didn't last with her as long as it did with me. I could see that happening. She, w- I think she was mostly just this first album and then she was moving on to heavier things. Well, I asked it because it's f- uh, my musical obsessions didn't lead to sexual awakenings. I mean, I never jerked off to these people, but I had crushes oh, really? on them. Okay. I thought that they were attractive, but no, that was never my jerk off thing. When I would jerk Movies. off, it would be to yeah, or people without faces. <laughs> oh, imagination. Mm-hmm. Imagination station. Imagining is much easier for women, I think. Men tend to need more visual <laughs> things. Isn't that I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist. I, I think I that that's I, I don't know. I mean, men aren't usually just sitting there thinking about it. Men are the ones buying the pornos or watching the pornos <laughs> to jerk off. Watching the pornos. I would oh, assume so, I guess. The pornographies. I know one of my sexual awakening came out of like horror movies and stuff. Because there were always tons of boobs running. Yeah, people fucking. Oh, uh, and then dying. <laughs> Didn't... Yeah, because then it ties in... Uh... Violence a little weird into sexual. Yeah, isn't that fucked up though? It can be, but I think those two aren't linked in my mind. I don't get a boner from violence. I'm saying it, it can fuck somebody's wires up. Yeah, for me it was different. Like I didn't have anyone who wanted to have a, a relationship with me, so I just made my own fantasy relationships. I suppose <laughs> because I learned everything about them, the yeah, members, and like. Yeah. It was just, and it was just my thing. Like I loved them. I loved the music. I don't know how to explain it, but it wasn't just like, oh, I just can't wait to get home and turn on. I want you back and start and rub the clam. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> is that a, a nice thing to say about a child? Stab at the gash. <laughs> I don't know. Was that a worse thing to say about a child? <laughs> But you were that child, and you're my wife now. And I'm a total piece of shit. And I, at that time, was the same age, so I can put myself back as 12 years old, imagining you masturbating at 12 years old. That was the worst thing I've ever said about my Everything life. about this is going too far. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm going to turn this down just a little bit for uh, myself. So I say that uh, we should get into this album that came out in 1998, this self-titled album in sync. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Are you ready to get this over and done with Sam? I am. All right, here we go. Tearing up I mean, my heart. I'm ready to dance. I think that's what I meant to say. Well, then get ready because it's on. <laughs> so I definitely knew a lot of songs off this album. More than you expected to more know? More than I expected. I think I thought maybe they had more albums than they actually did. They only put out three official albums. I mean... They did not last very long. They lasted seven years. My favorite NSYNC album is obviously Celebrity. And, uh, well, because you, like, you love pop so much? <laughs> no, because when I was looking for this album today to listen to, I saw that they had an album called Celebrity. That was their last one. I yeah. figured it was. Because I think, does it go, this one, No Strings Attached, and then Celebrity, and then there's a Christmas album, I believe? Yeah. What do they call it, like the winter album or something like that? Well, there's there's the winter album, which was oh, an overseas release, and okay. then Home for Christmas was the U.S. release. So this album was actually released in 1997 in Germany. 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 A lot of music like this is made for people 
overseas. People overseas love pop music a lot. So this was recorded in Sweden. A lot of Swedish producers and people involved in doing this. Uh, that's just where you made pop music, I guess. I know a lot of these artists around that time were working with a lot of the same producers and writers. So they were often flown to other countries and then with them it, they blew up in another country so they were ready for the the big time in America a- anywhere I think that you can say the words discotheque I want to go to the discotheque means that dance music is a huge fucking thing so like Germany all I can hear is people going oh yes I want to go to the discotheque look all dance to and sync Indian, think about the uh, one song, uh, Reanimate Your Feet, on the uh, Beyond Reanimator yeah. <laughs> movie. It has the same sound. It's like the same dance vibe. It's just how cheesy is it and how marketable is it, you know? Like, that guy looks like such a fucking douchebag from the Beyond Reanimator movie. But NSYNC are, like, people that are marketable. But it's really not that different in music, at least this song. There's yeah. certain songs that fit into that Swedish dance genre Absolutely. way more. And as we'll find, as we listen to this, there's certain songs that sound way more like another band that we'll talk about when we get to it. Yeah, they do. And that's one thing that it changed and kind of increased as it went on. But NSYNC was known because obviously a lot of people are like, boy bands, they're all the same. But they all do have their own things that make them different. And NSYNC was known for being a little more like having like a R&B hip hop vibe to them as time went on because Justin Timberlake is a little uh, a lot of people say that he's an appropriator but I don't think that's necessarily true if you grow up in certain areas around certain people an appropriator? yeah an appropriator in my definition is somebody who looks at something and goes this is marketable to me I've said marketable more in this podcast than I have in my entire fucking life but it looks like somebody seeing something and go, oh, I can make money from that. And then they start to do that. Appropriation is not, I grew up loving this and wanted to be in it. That's not appropriation. Yeah. That's, but he's accused of that. I, that's stupid. That's your fucking lifestyle. That was his yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Appropriation is, oop, there's a buck over here. Excuse me while I put on this dashiki. <laughs> so according to what Wikipedia is saying, that... Their first single that was released in Germany from the out because this is the U.S. release. There was an album that, or yeah, the Germany release had a couple other songs. There were there were some differences between that and this. I guess the first single was released near the end of '96, so that's even earlier Whoa. than I thought. So when they got together, Justin Timberlake was 14, so he would have been 15 when they recorded some of these songs that's very young because we do have justin timberlake we have jc Chazay. we have chris kirkpatrick we have lance bass and then joey fatone it's so weird that you thought you had to tell any of these people who the members of nsync were well this as is as if we all don't have it tattooed on our backs there's a reason why i'm saying this because okay so four out of five of them have done music outside, like past this. Since they didn't last very long, the main reason was because Justin Timberlake was ready to go solo. Can I guess which one didn't? Mm-hmm. 
Chris Kirkpatrick. No. Damn it, Joey Fat One. No. Lance Bass. Yeah. Damn. Lance was the only one that didn't pursue music, which is why a lot of people think that they didn't, that Justin Timberlake and him don't like each other because Justin was the only one who didn't go to Lance's wedding. Oh. And I think that there were words said at some point where it, it implied that one of the people didn't take it as seriously or it wasn't as much about the music to them. And I a lot of people think that it implied Lance because he never did anything. But let's get a little bit of taste of what people did okay. after NSYNC. So, Please. So let's start with, I mean, the obvious, we'll just get him out of the way because the most popular, the only person from any of the people in the late 90s boy bands, there was one band or one boy band who had a solo person who was successful. And that's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> that's this yeah, band. Yeah, you're right out of like all the boy bands of that time. It's not just NSYNC. Yeah. Huh. So just NSYNC didn't. Jordan McKnight. Isn't that his name? Jordan Knight. Okay, I got close. But I mean, that was a little before this. But that's no JT. Because that was like late 80s. No, Jordan Knight was never a Justin Timberlake. No, I'm not watching an HBO Justin Timberlake concert. And or, Jordan I'm not Knight, watching Jordan Knight HBO concert footage. Jordan Knight also never saw, sang a song that was a uh, jingle for one of the biggest companies in the world. We're going to get sued now. You I've, think I've, that? All this time playing other people's music. You think the McDonald's It's going to be the McDonald's theme that Nick, finally takes does. us down. So a lot of people argued that uh, Justin shouldn't have been the one who maybe had the solo career. They think that JC, who was the other main singer, who had a little more of a soulful voice, yeah, should have been more popular. JC Chavez, as I've called him for my entire life until maybe a week ago. Even though it's Shazay, and yep. even though the C stands for Shazay, because it's Joshua Shazay. So it's Joshua Shazay Shazay. Mm-hmm. That seemed like Fancy. that was tough for you. It was. The hardest part was Joshua. <laughs> All right. So I think the reason why he wasn't as popular was because he had songs that sounded like this. Oh, play it on me. This is the song called Blowing Me Up With Her Love. I think I've heard this. Because this was the main song from the dr- Drumline soundtrack. So the whole video was like Drumline inspired and this was like the song of their soundtrack i mean he had a good voice but he i don't know it makes sense to me you know what he could use is the same kind of like producers around that justin timberlake had it would have helped. I think he needs a little bit of soul from somebody injected into him. Yeah, but that's the thing. He always liked people being his age. He grew up in the 80s and liked like Richard Marks and a lot of the singer-songwriter people of the 80s. Uh, so he's more of like a soft rock sort of guy anyway. So he doesn't naturally have that soul. That soul that even though he had a very soulful voice, he wasn't necessarily... swagger. Yeah, he was... Actually, we talked about this in the van because we looked at the picture of Justin Timberlake next to JC and it was like Justin was all suave and leaning against the wall well, and JC was like... Burr. A lot of people argue, and I think that it's also fair, that if Justin Timberlake weren't in, in sync, JC would have absolutely been the star. 
Yeah, maybe, or maybe then nobody in a boy band made it big. Maybe they all went. There's on always the a favorite. There's, there's a favorite, but I mean, there's always a favorite. I don't know if there's one who becomes Justin Timberlake still. I don't know either. So let's move along to the next one, since we know that Lance Bass never <laughs> did anything. We have Joey Fatone with a song called "Radio." I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> it already sucks. <laughs> Joey has such a typical white standard voice. He God, does not have bad. soul. No fat one soul. Oh boy. He did act. He was in movies like My Big Fat Greek Wedding and shiz like that. He and Lance were in a movie together. Looks like he should host a shitty like... He has hosted... Like a game show or something like that. Not even a game show. I think like a shitty, like, make women feel good about themselves show. But it's still hosted by a man. Well, he's very Italian. Yeah. So he's the the kind of boy that moms like anyway. Sounds like Avril Lavigne, but not Avril Lavigne. Yeah, but Avril Lavigne's fucking vocals in this, and it's an Avril Lavigne song. Horrible. Yeah, and so far the order in which you have played them is the correct order of quality. <laughs> well, I don't think that that's going to change because I didn't know that Chris Kirkpatrick actually did anything. This is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, you know, I reference Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick more than anyone. In this so this is band. interesting because he is featured on a song. He doesn't have his own anything that he put out, but something. Oh what? By someone called Deluxe, a song <laughs> called "Get the Money." He sings the chorus. Turn it well, up some bit. guitars I didn't expect to happen at all. Have you sampled these? A little bit. Okay. I'm more familiar with the JC stuff because I remember it actually being on MTV at the time. So far, uh, this is in second place. It is still easily in second place. Delu? Maybe it's Delu. Maybe. Is this actually Chris Kirkpatrick going to be on here? Featuring Chris Kirkpatrick. It's his voice. That's Chris. That's his voice. Whoa! Yeah, I'm still giving it second place. Really? Yep. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm still giving it second place. The Justin Timberlake, even though I've given it shit for our entire relationship. That's because you're jealous. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You all, you, you've hated him since the Tiger Woods game. I was going to say I hate him because of his piece of shit character on Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005. The Hustler. The Hustler. Isn't he kind of douchey? Got, yeah, he's real douchey. He's got these dumb tattoos and he's got an eight ball for a golf ball. And anyway... Justin Timberlake definitely has, like, a vibe that is reminiscent of, like, a Michael Jackson, where there's just, like, this undeniable, like, thing. There's something there that those dudes just don't have, unfortunately. Some people just have that thing. There's just something there. When you when someone is special and you just know it. It's that yeah. whole thing when they walk in a room and everyone's like, they're here. What is happening? Now, there's a lot of times... I. He's amped up. I don't know what's going on. I'm worried because he's near cables. We're talking about the cat right now. No, he's getting ready to jump down. We're safe. Um, There's just a lot of times in interviews and stuff and little moves that he makes that drive me crazy where it's like a kind of suave person that if I met him in real life, 
I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? But I think he's a nice guy, but I'm just saying, like, every once in a while, he'll be like, <clears throat> and I'm like, <laughs> I think he might have new music coming soon, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's move along to the you. next song on this insane album. I'm being sincere, good for you, because I don't get music anymore. Like, you don't get I it? I don't get excited about anything that gets released anymore. Mm. So. Seriously, Honestly, I think the you. last thing that I was excited about was the Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt, Bolt Cutters album that came out like two years ago. Yeah, I haven't actually that. been that excited awesome. about that in a while. Oh, yeah, I made you listen to it. Uh, the last thing I was excited for was that last Primus album, and then it burned me. What do you mean? The Rainbow one. The Saturating 7? Uh, I think it's okay. Th- yeah, I think it got just, better. I just wanted more something. You listen to it. I wanted that green Naga Hide feel where I had gotten it and it just I fell in love with the first listen. Well, instead you get I Just Want to Be With You. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So this is the song. I have to fucking talk about this. Okay. So I don't want to. So there's this oh, talent yes. show. <laughs> she said talent show. Don't let her murmurs confuse you. Well, it was yeah, it was a talent show, and it was being put on. We we were in middle school, and I tried out with a group of friends. We spent so much time practicing. I was the one who learned the dance. Whatever you couldn't see from the NSYNC Disney concert, I improvised to just get to the next thing. And I taught it to these girls, often outside of the St. Louis Catholic Church, in their like playground area. They have the uh, blacktop area, and that's where we would do it. How many girls total? Five. Five. Excellent. And uh, obviously, I was the best dancer because it was my thing, and I just got them ah. to do it. And I already knew all the dances, and it was my thing. Like I was into dancing. So we tried it out, and there was this whole. Thing that all the girl, most there were like so many groups that were doing the same Backstreet Boys song. Oh, can I, I can I intercept here just to give my point of view because I was involved in this tangent. Oh, you were there, and then you can take over. Sure. There are like honestly four groups of girls dancing, counting yours. Three of them are doing the same Backstreet Boys song, the exact same one, and I can't remember which one it is. One of the fucking popular ones. Yeah. And then you guys. Because I was running sound for it. I was the dude who was putting the CDs in and the tapes for it. So I saw the whole audition process. I was there for everything. And I remember your guys' dance. I don't remember the moves, obviously. But I remember you guys doing it because it was obviously... I have to play this fucking Backstreet Boys song three times in a row. Well, at least this is a new one. Now you can take back over. Oh my god! <laughs> so because that happened, we were told. Uh, I don't. It was a whole. Th- I don't even remember exactly all the details at this point. It's been so many fucking years. But we had a really a girl, a fucking sassy bitch. And I think you were told you had to cut it in half. And we were told that we were only given being given like forty seconds. Yeah, it was some bullshit. And every all the other people got all this time to do the same fucking song. To do the same song, and I'll say this too. Your group was not any of the popular girls. Your group no. was kind of the dumpy, frumpy girls. But we were all the nice girls. And yeah, and every one of those Backstreet Boys girls groups were the popular girls. Mm-hmm. It was just which section of the popular girls was it, but it was each one was popular girls. So, to so yeah, you got cut down. Your time got cut down. So to not be given a fair chance, which is insanely shitty, one girl was just like, no. So as soon as we got done, she, like... 
because there were other people around. It was just like in the big fucking cafeteria it was area. For everyone. Um, like people clapped for us and everything, and uh, she immediately was just like, you know, thank you, but we're not gonna do it, and said that like the group wasn't gonna do it because we weren't getting a fair time, and it was just like. And she like stormed off to the bathroom and oh, I was the, just like Yeah, the one girl uh, spoke for all of you girls without talking without, to you. Yeah, consulting with us that she was gonna say Especially that. Especially talking to you who put it together. Yeah. And then <laughs> ran off. And then uh it was take or her word was taken for. She was like, No, she said that you weren't gonna do it, so you're not gonna do it. Yeah, I remember you telling me you like followed the, the, the teacher who was in charge of this and was like, No, please let us have the forty seconds or whatever it was. At least something. And, and she, she wouldn't give like, it back to us. No. I'm going to say her first name. Was it did begin with an A? I don't know. Uh, it was, I thought it was an Ashley. <laughs> I don't, oh, no, that was Maggie. It was a Maggie? Oh, makes way more sense. <laughs> was that a fucking treehouse horror? Oh, she was one of the dumpiest, frumpiest ones in the whole fucking group. Yeah, she's still a raging bitch. Not surprised. So she ruined that. So I, uh, I fucking skipped school that day. You did. And I was forced to play the same Backstreet Boys in full three fucking times. I couldn't bear to watch it. I was so upset that it, the whole thing happened. I was like, this whole thing was unfair. And then Very unfair. she spoke for us and without talking to us. And for whatever reason, it seemed like you didn't just you just didn't want to tell us that you didn't want us to do it. So as soon as she said no, you just took that as your out and yeah. said, fuck you. It almost felt like she just went, I just want to be one of the cool girls is how it felt. Mm-hmm. And I remember it then. And then I've never liked her since <laughs> I, I truly haven't. I thought it was such a shitty, disrespectful move. And there have yeah. been times where I've seen her like when I was in high school and stuff. And she'd be like, hi, Michelle. And I'd be like, eh. uh, the shitty part about, off. too, is looking back on it. It's like, why did it matter? Was it, Why was there a time limit? Why is there a tryout process at all? It's a talent show. When every group is being given like less than two minutes anyway, it's why does it fucking show. matter? Just fucking let everybody do their thing. It doesn't matter. And everyone should have the same amount of time it's in a so talent stupid. show. Like, yeah, it really, truly seemed like it was oh. uh, you're picking on the, the unpopular girls. One of them actually was a two-person boy group that did a little dance. I didn't know. I didn't see any of it. One of them's name was Cameron, and the other one's name was Doug. Oh, okay. And they did some really fucking hilarious dance moves, and I remember that just now. Do you even did one of the Backstreet Boys girl groups win? Like, who even won? Uh, I think somebody playing a guitar won. Okay, well that's good. I think somebody with an actual talent won because there was very few. Like, even most of the girls that danced, it was like really lame white girl shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I'm not gonna like feel like i'm just like inflating your bubble but i do feel like i have a memory of thinking like no that was the best one i don't know why we're even talking about this like yours was the best one i don't even know if it was ours i know like i fucking kicked ass because i was super into dancing and it was like my thing to get other people to do it with me for me to have a reason to do it because i couldn't do it on my own i would love to see it now so for someone to take that away from me it was uh so crushing was that the last day you danced no Okay. Was that the last day you danced? <laughs> oh my god, that was the day the oh, clown that cried. That song, by the way, is just kind of for me. Was just kind of a laid back. I think it's groovy. It's groovy, but it's kind of just bland to me. There's no oh, well, standout. That's your opinion. Let's move along to the hey! next song. Hey! <laughs> well, it is your opinion. I didn't say anything that wasn't true, but I am. I'm gonna let you take over for a second. There's a water on the ground over here that's begging for me to pick it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to the next song. Here we go. Here we go. 
So it's the one you sent me a video of earlier since you were listening to it on the golf course. So it's really hard to see what was a single because these are mixed together uh, on the Wikipedia page. So it's hard to see how many singles that they actually had. I'm not sure if this was an actual single that was released, but I remember... You just drank an entire enormous bottle of water at once. You're going to have to piss very soon. Anyway. Thank you for respecting this for me. I'm back. I keep trying to talk. I was very dehydrated. (laughs) What? What do you want to say? You you clearly wanted to make this whole thing about you, Sam. So I'm not making it what about you me. Let's talk about you. Let, yeah, it was a whole per- performative display that you did. <laughs> let's not be. Let's not fuck around with each other. Um. So yeah, I don't know if this was an actual single or not, but I know that uh, there was a music video that was played on Disney. I think it should have been a single. They this were, one's got they that. were b-balling in it. They're playing basketball. I think I've seen that. Probably because you played it on YouTube. Have I? Or I did watch Disney back in the day. Maybe I caught some of this stuff. Actually. I've never watched NSYNC videos around you. Are oh, you out of your fucking mind? I don't know. You get stoned at night. Get weird. Watch some NSYNC. That does not happen. <laughs> that has never happened. But I used to watch Disney. I might have caught some of this stuff. But uh, this sounds like uh, Boys to Men. This is... When the Boys to Men Like Motown Philly stuff? In. Is that what yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Motown Philly. Got that. Well, they were considered a boy band, and it's weird because growing up listening to Boys to Men, I never thought of them like that. But if you look up lists of boy bands, they're always on there. That makes sense to and me. So it's like New Edition, and okay. sometimes they'll include the Jackson Five, as uh, some people say they're the original boy band. That makes sense. And the Osmonds. I think boy band it makes. Gives it a negative name off the bat because you think of like a something that's constructed by like a conglomerate force solely to suck parents' money out so their daughters can be happy. Mm-hmm. That's it's just immediately what gets put in most people's heads. Where I don't think it really should. It's just boy band is it's more of a genre, I think. Well, and all five of these guys did know each other before they got a record deal. Oh yeah, you were telling me. Like they actually got together first and mm-hmm. like worked it out themselves and were recording songs in closets and stuff. Oh, I don't think I told you that. Oh, I thought you said they recorded like early demos in a closet. I never said anything about. Oh, that. maybe I read that on Wikipedia when I was in the van that day. Maybe. Maybe I did. That's... You acted like you got some juicy information that I, I thought you were going to pull out. That is what it was because I remember reading. I was impressed that it seemed much more of a not. Uh, manufactured? Not, not manufactured. It seemed more like they were actually working together. They were going to things and busting it out. Whereas, like, 98 Degrees, to me, seems like these Two bands started brothers. getting popular. Yeah, and I think maybe all the boy bands were starting out as something. And Yeah. It's not like it's not like record executives literally just go into a town and go, 
Give me five of the boys you can sing. Well, I think after, like, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and 98 Degrees were popular, I think that did that start happening. happening. <laughs> because I know that things like that did happen. Because I think, weren't the monkeys kind of manufactured or at least brought together? I can't remember. They were totally manufactured. But so with NSYNC, it starts with Chris Kirkpatrick, who's the oldest me- <clears throat> member, excuse me. He met Justin Timberlake. Uh, and then. Chris knew Joey from working at Disney. Like Justin Timberlake was on the Mickey Mouse Club with JC. So they all four just kind of got together quickly there. And then I guess they had another guy for a short amount of time. Whoa. And then, but he dropped out like right in the beginning. And, uh, <laughs> hi, cat. Um, call up old Texan Lance. And, uh, he's actually from Mississippi. Oh, I thought he was a Texan. He's an old Mississippi boy. A Mississippi boy? And uh, the, he and Justin Timberlake had the same vocal coach. Oh, really? So it was actually Justin's mom who got the number who called Lance's mom to get him to audition for the group. And said, hey, the boys need a boy? The boys need a boy. And he wasn't an actual bass, but Lance Bass is the lower voice of the group. Um, do you know how old Chris Kirkpatrick is when this starts? Is he is he in his 20s? He is in his 20s. Okay, so he's a 20-year-old man hanging out with like a 14, 15-year-old boy named Justin? Yeah, they did. They were the two who uh, started it. Those two together. Uh, uh, he- hey, if he has it now, I'm sure he had it then, baby. That's certain... Je ne sais quoi. So, oh my god. It's okay. I'll talk about stuff that doesn't matter. Oh, you're back. Much like, yeah, so he's 10 years older than Justin. So he was 24 what? when Justin was 14. Wow. And then they all vary and range between there. Like 24 and 34 doesn't feel that crazy. 24 and 14? It does. Seems crazy. And it seems like a big trusting leap to be like yes honey you can go hang out with the 24 year old man and work on your dance moves well i think because the whole thing is that both uh chris and uh joey worked at universal studios together and then justin and jc being on the mickey mouse club they were all kind of in that same world together because i think that all filmed in florida Hmm. as well could be wrong but i think it did gotcha so they were just all down there in that area and that's where it started let's move along to the next song (laughs) hey here we go for the girl who has everything so i forgot to look this up oh here we go this is where sam starts to get so this was a single when they were overseas but not in the u.s and this was just an nsync song Who's the main singer on this song? JC. Okay. Yeah, you can tell. The difference and You can tell he's got more of like a silkiness to his voice that yeah. It's more adult. And I did rewatch the Disney concert earlier today, so I could really prepare myself. I thought I smelled clam. Shut the fuck up. What you smelled was smoked sausage. Yeah, it was fucking delicious. (laughs) Um, God damn it. I keep. You were watching the. uh, He has a silkier voice, a more adult voice. Yeah, I I I remember him. (laughs) They were, you know, because it was what introduced them. So they introduced each member. And his was literally him at a piano 
Like, because like Justin and Chris were like playing golf and basketball really? and like different stuff like that. Well, Justin Timberlake's kind of known for enjoying golf. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> and different things like that. And I've always liked you, Justin. Do you want to play golf? <laughs> but JC is at a piano and he's. He's literally like doing, performing like jazz versions of their songs. Oh, really? And like, so he's trying to be like the schmaltzy, smoother guy. He's like a lot of times I'm the one reminding people. He was just the more like mature romantic one. one. Would you say that? Whereas like yeah, Justin's the fly so. one. I'd say so. The yeah. fly romantic, like <laughs> doing other good. Whereas JC's like, I want to give you some dinner and roses. Mm-hmm. I had a question in my head earlier. If I somehow. This is a world that will never exist, but I somehow found myself playing golf with Justin Timberlake on a Saturday. But you weren't allowed to come. Would you be very mad if I went? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty fucked up. I know. I don't think I could go. I don't think I could go. Well, I don't think I'd... I wouldn't stomp you, but I would stalk you. <laughs> I would just bring you. Like, I know you said no, but this is one of your fucking biggest fans uh, well, ever. It's like I don't have to go on tour. Or, no, on tour. On tour. <laughs> you don't have to take me on tour with you. Oh, my God. No, I don't have to play with you. I could just walk up. When you meet him, I meet him, and then I leave. No, you don't. You get in the goddamn cart. You go along. Yeah, and then you're hitting a ball, and you turn around, and I'm sucking off just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say something really nasty. Uh, and I did. I, I, I wanted to get dirty popped. I'd be, I'd already be mad and jealous when he's like out driving me and like <laughs> doing everything better than me. And then I'd club him in the fucking kneecap. I don't care how bad my drive is. It can take out a kneecap pretty fucking good. You don't think that he would always have people standing between you and him? Oh, I've already murdered his bodyguards. That was magnetic. I've already murdered his bodyguards and stuffed them in the ground. I'm a fast digging guy. I was going to say fast digger, and that just sounds weird coming out. There are certain words that just sound too close to others. That yeah. it's, it's best to avoid if you can. Yeah, that guy's a fast digger. Doesn't sound good. Actually, it's fine. It's like Dig Dug. Dig Dug. You got to dig fast. You like that game, Dig Dug? Um, it got boring. I've never played it. I've also never played, a, I don't remember what it was called, like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's not called that. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. That's correct. Let's listen to the next song, which is also a ballad. This was a single. Let's uh, go ahead and listen. This is God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. This song was covered by the band, the country band Alabama, who still had sync on it a little bit. So there, there was like an award show, maybe like the country music award show that they performed at all together. Oh, really? So this is an original NSYNC song. Yes. Covered by Alabama. Yes, but their version still had some NSYNC vocals. So it was like Alabama and NSYNC. That seems like a backwards uh, progression of songs there. That happened a lot, didn't it? Where country artists would cover big popular Yeah, but it seems like Alabama's heyday was before, in my brain, Alabama's before. Well, it was, but they, I mean, I think they're still making music and touring. They might have been like, hey, this song's going to get us back in good graces with the kids. I think it was was probably a hit, right? The country version as well? Maybe. 
just to stretch them out over different genres to get as much reach as they can. Peaceful and deep, your soul is like a secret that I never could keep. When I look into your eyes, I know that it's true. God must have spent <laughs> a little more time on not you. God didn't make you. You're made by the devil. <laughs> okay, say that line to me again, because it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. At least how I heard it. I could have misheard it. I guess I'm not sure what line you're talking about. Maybe we should wait until we get back to it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There, I sing I a whole lot I, of words. I, I don't remember either. Let's see, we'll just wait till it comes back around. <laughs> That's what's fun about music and choruses and song structures. A lot of times, this is one of those. It's one of those things where it's like I'm trying to like be have good constructive criticism on it, but it really just boils down to like I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like well, I don't have. I can't. Sense. I can't even say like it's produced poorly. It's written poorly. Like that's not an excuse for it. It's literally just. It's just not for me. Oh God, no! Like th- this, this song and the past song, it's like it's fucking rough city for me. <laughs> Sam hates ba- ballads, especially man I really, ballads. I really do have a rough time with ballads most of the time. I think like the one of the few ballads I like, and it's like a goofy ballad. It's like Lucille <laughs> by Frank Zappa. <laughs> but yeah, by Frank Zappa. Yeah, exactly. That's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. This is just that schmaltz. This is also the kind of music that I just could never imagine actually writing and being serious. Like, Well, they didn't write it. I know they didn't write it, but they're performing it seriously. But it's not what I was ever into. So somebody in that world could easily look at all the shit that I do and go, you take that seriously? You go, mm-hmm. Look, you sound like a fucking idiot. And I'd be like, you sound like a fucking idiot. So it's... Just two different ro- rivers. <laughs> well, I'm swimming deep, down the NSYNC river. Deep rivers, just like love. And my love for NSYNC <laughs> is deep. <laughs> and it doesn't bother me that you like NSYNC. It shouldn't. You can fuck off if it does. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you jerk. I truly have. <laughs> I've also grown up. I mean, we've been together. Like we're we're almost to the point where we're. What? I, I missed the line again. We um, missed the line. Yeah, hold on. It should happen again, right? Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Sing it, JC. Okay. Your love is like a river, peaceful and... Your soul is like a secret I never could keep. Yeah, your soul is like a secret I never could keep. I I, don't understand I think it's like you are special and I could never, like, hold you down or hold you back from who you are. Okay, I now get it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Any other things you'd like me to shed light on? Where's that little thing? The clitoris. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) 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 It's <laughs> <sighs> fun time for me <laughs> I wish it were for me <laughs> I'll show you later <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die a 
crib. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just point to it. Uh, and I gotta say this: when I say rough time for Sam, rough for Sam at the beginning of this podcast, uh, when we started this podcast, uh-huh. does not equal rough. For current Sam, yeah, could never have given podcast. this to you in the beginning. This no, would have been way too much. So, so do you think it's you not giving is not only you ready to give it to me, but I'm ready to receive it. It's as a whole well? process. Okay, yeah, I agree. So you have to wait until you're ready and consenting. <laughs> it took me three years to get in sync. <laughs> oh, three and a half. We're you doing this podcast for way too long to have the fucking audience. We don't. <laughs> That's true. I mean, time to pack it up. And, and Episode 200's last one. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't hear any argument on that side. <laughs> Let's listen to the next song. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have been planned any better. And it wasn't planned. That's See, that's why. That's why you got to improvise. If this was structured better. It might, it might be liked we go. more, but. Now this really goes like uh, boys to men sound to me. Oh, this isn't. This is super pop to me. Uh, just the rhythms. I think the tones and the sounds they choose are poppy. But like the rhythms that they're choosing and the beat that they're choosing. It's, to a guy on the outside of it yeah. all who just doesn't see as much of the nuances as it, just like you don't see in metal. It's very reminiscent of Boys to Men. And I think I even read that they fucking love Boys to Men. Didn't we talk about how they yeah, love Boys to Men? Yeah, we did. They, yeah. A few of them would say at the time that they were big influences. Uh, Boys to Men is one of the uh, groups where I was always like, not against them, but poo pooed them when I was younger just because I'm supposed to because I was rock and roll or whatever. Who, who I'm knows? a rock and roll boy. But like, I think I watched a little documentary about them or you did and I saw some stuff. Or maybe it was like an icons thing. Or they got an award. I don't remember. But then, like, maybe they had a career. Maybe they didn't. Well, then, who knows? Man. Watching them like perform, I was like, "Holy shit, these guys have some chops that are." Uh, well, they're fantastic. Old Wanye Morris, the, old Nathan Morris. Those are chops where people go, "That's a gift from God." Where I just call it, "You were born with an odd set of lungs and can somehow make those tones beautiful." Some people are more special than others. It sounds so shitty, but it's true. Some of us are just seat fillers. Seat fillers. What do they call them? NPCs. Non-playable characters. You heard this? Um, My entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It started with this uh, little talent show that I was supposed to be in. I'm just kidding. It started way before that. Oh, Mrs. B. I can't. I slithered out of the womb with as the whole an, world as an NPC, uh-huh. a non-playable character. I was destined to fail. I don't think you're a non-playable character because nobody comes up to you and asks you things. You're just in the house. I'm not playing. No, the non-playable character is like somebody that they you walk up to and you're like, which way to the village? And they just go, yes, sir, to the left. I'd be like, can you believe this fucking gun? <laughs> <laughs> I just start shit talking immediately. So some people who work at like grocery stores and stuff who just say the sh- same shit all day just feel like they're an NPC. 
Oh, by the way, waking up to this song. Or, like, I'm not... Yeah. This song is back. Yeah. This is the NSYNC. You have, you have I fucking want to hear. Yeah! And you don't want to hear NSYNC. I don't, but if I'm going to hear NSYNC, I want it goddamn danceable. You want energy. I want to sweat when I hear some NSYNC. And no, just can't this NSYNC's not that miserable. This is not near as boy bandy as I expected. There's some boy band songs on here, but there's a lot more R&B. Now, these synth classical techno sounds can get a little fucking outrageous. And I think that that has to do with older people who were producing Swedish. it and writing the songs and people who are... And I will play one more song and then we'll take a break. I think that this next song is a fine example of what we're talking about right now. Here is I Need Love. Oh, this, yes. This one's straight out yes. of uh, the country. What? It's Swedish. It's German. Very appealing. Like, it's... People, it's, it, this it, is made no. for people in another country. <laughs> this is reanimate your feet right now. That fucking song I was <laughs> yeah, talking it about. Is. This is so techno. This, oof, this is so discotheque. Um, this is like Ace of Base and shit. Oh, this it is, is so fucking European techno mm -hmm. that I had to look up to make sure I wasn't listening to like a European version of this album because. We listened to it together first. At least yeah. my listen was together first. Yeah. And then it was a while until I listened to it again. So I was questioning, am I listening to some fucking European version where they put like, but I'm not. This is just them appealing to the, the Swedes. But I thought maybe there was like an American mix where they cut some of this super disco and out. There were songs that they definitely cut out, but this like was I can, not. I could just see super blonde people on like shitty CG mushrooms <laughs> just flying, just, like, the air. flying <laughs> through the sky with their arms out and just like reanimate your feet hugging for some reason just like really bad dumb music video I wonder if they have their other album on by the here. way they, they do not since Damn. their second album there's no way they ever performed this song live ever again once they had a song to take this place. It was never performed. This ever was not performed on the Disney concert. There's no way. I don't think this was ever performed, like in the U.S. at all. I think this is literally an attempt at a dance hit, solely a dance hit. Wait, like I don't think it was ever like released or anything like that. I don't think this was a single. No, I don't think it was a single. But I mean, a dance hit, club hit, where it's not a single, but you can go to clubs and say, "Here's a song that might get people dancing." It's just got that. Yeah, this this was not a single over there either. Because in total, between it, it being released here and there, there were eight singles, and there are only thirteen tracks. Is this is this some is this where you like go? Eh, just like the worst NSYNC to you? Yeah, this is a song that's always been not. I've never really liked like electronic music. So, like, I can get into some songs because they're nostalgic for me from the 90s. Yeah. Like, Pump Up the Jam and things like that. Um, but got a jock jams feel to it. But those are specific songs that are also great. This isn't a great song. Those songs feel still... This is going to sound like weird nationalism. It's more of the time, too. It sounds nationalist, but those songs feel more American in their dance. This straight up feels German discotheque. Like... I can see people shitting on coffee tables to this song in a dance club. And their name is Johan. And they're wearing clogs. Wooden clogs. And lederhosen. 
with a sausage sticking out of their hat. I thought you were going to say out of, the, out of their shoes. With the, sausage sticking out of you your shoes. You can't stick sausage in wooden clogs. That's, you can technically put the sausages wherever you want to put the sausages. Hysteria. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> All right, so how do you feel? I feel fan fucking tastic. Well, My right wrist kind of hurts because I keep duffing the three wood into the ground, but I feel okay. All right, so that's, <laughs> that's if Justin was here, he would want to talk about golf. We though with you. Ooh, that's how I'd figure out how to get a relationship. I think with that's the only thing that you would have to talk about with him. It's not like you're going to talk about musicians that you enjoy. I don't what know. if he likes the Misfits? You think so? I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. Take a break. What is happening right now? Do you recognize that voice at all? So. Yeah, it's uh, Steven Tyler. (laughs) Okay, then my next shot. Uh, David Lee Roth. So, there was a Disney movie called Tarzan that came out. And Phil Collins did the soundtrack for it. Yeah. And he had a song called Trash in the Camp where he had NSYNC come on and uh, Scout scat sing with him. <laughs> Let's hear the very beginning with Phil Collins starting it out. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm not happy about what's going on. <laughs> well, wait till NSYNC starts. It'll get probably be better. It's Chris Kirkpatrick with his soprano voice. And those NSYNC harmonies that are fantastic. Okay, I was wrong. It doesn't get better when more people come in. I take back everything I said. Well, what's interesting is that the character that sings it in the movie is voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. So the movie version is <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> and then the podcast or not the bomb, sorry, the soundtrack version is Phil Collins with NSYNC. I can't believe that's the same guy who used to drum on songs like That's never been more appropriate. <laughs> and it oh, never I will be. <laughs> totally forgot that that was there. <laughs> I was just going to get ready to bitch about I can't believe it's the same guy from Genesis. I wasn't even thinking about it until you said it. I was like, oh, wait. That's why it's good that I have this board. It is good that you have that board. It shouldn't be in front of me because if anybody ever says Weird Al, I'm never on top of it. And you are. Or if anybody mentions a ghost. You know, I, I don't even pay attention to this list, this like <laughs> labeling thing that's in front of me. I just remember. But or I like I mean, this as a backup. If something was like really hard to do and like, how would I compare something to that? These steps might as well be Mount Everest. Yep. <laughs> but luckily we're safe from. Statements of something. So we don't have to worry about being. You in danger, girl. <laughs> All right, that's a, that's all of that. Yep. Unless we want to sit around, you know, hanging out. Rocking and stroking my cats. 
I think we got through all of them there. Boom. We all made right. it worth setting up. We made it worth no one's while. Let's get back into this NSYNC album that we are reviewing the debut, the American debut from the rock and roll band NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> up here next on the charts, we got rock and roll band NSYNC coming in hot. It's funny when you said that because... Uh, I used to write when Corpuside was still uh, doing shows. I would write that we were the heaviest boy band in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, there was one time where I think I I did something with you guys in an NSYNC picture. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I mean, it may have just been a tag. It may not have actually been putting your faces on members, but it should have happened. All right. So let's get back into this with the first single in Germany and mm-hmm. in the U.S. Okay. I want you back. They share a song name with the original boy band, the Jackson 5. I want you back. Yes, I do now. Oh, baby. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't love this one? It's so heavy, bro. Uh, this is just one that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, this is this is middle school. This is for sure middle school. So your exposure, since you didn't listen to the radio, or at least not this radio, you listen to like Mojo with your mom. Yes. Uh, this, would have been on would be MTV. On MTV. Uh, I would run home and watch, what do they call it, TRL and stuff like that. NSYNC was huge specifically during the TRL era. Yeah, so I would watch it for like Limp Bizkit videos, corn videos. Even though I wasn't necessarily huge into those bands, it was like they're playing heavy guitars and they're screaming, so I'm going to watch them. And people things. are into it, yeah. so. Fuck even Papa Roach. I remember when that first mm-hmm. uh, song came out. But even like uh, Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> like, that's the thing. A lot of times. You could tell when people, because it, it was dominated by like teenage girls. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. you could tell when people really liked something when like Alien Ant Farm or something like that made it onto the countdown. It's there are other people who are fighting for this it music. It was a hard wall to breach. So when something did breach it that was of that type. And it happened a lot, but it was always in the top half of the countdown. Or I'm sorry, when, the back half of the when countdown. When it happened, it was a big thing. Like mm-hmm. the band was on the way to the top. Like Eminem would top it, Kid Rock would top it. Sometimes, yeah, like yeah. there were people, like you said, Corn, Limp Biscuit, they oh, would yeah. break through to the top. Corn would break through a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the Corn had a Freak new- on a Leash was enormous. Freak on a Leash was huge. That bullet video where yeah. it's going through oh, that room. It's actually a really good music video. It's not a bad music video. <laughs> yeah. But it's this them playing one, and it's creative. In this music video, they all have different color shiny windsuits on. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what are those called? Windbreaker outfits. Okay. And they're all dancing around, and it's all bright lights, and it's flashy, and Justin Timberlake looks smooth, and he's isn't like... This the, isn't this the one that uh, uh, Blink-182 kind of parodies in the that one video where it's like in an airplane hangar? No, that's Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, where they're wearing silver suits. I don't think... They don't actually parody NSYNC in that. It's Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and... You're going to choose a boy band to... Because you're not going to choose 98 Degrees to do a parody of. You're going to choose NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it, Backstreet Boys is easier to make fun of. They did a lot more... Like, 
I remember them dressing up like horror characters and being like, I'm a spooky phantom of the opera. I, well, and they still make music. I feel like Backstreet like Boys new have... music? Yeah. They tour with the new Why kids on they the block. They they tour as NKOTBSB. Yeah, I've seen that. Which is the most obnoxious fucking shit. NK oh god. NKOTBSB. Oh my god. Obnoxious. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out on that shit. Well, I was too young for new kids, and I don't yeah. think that their songs were very good. No, new kids. The song structure then was like a lame white dude writing it for them. I mean, even I think that they that new edition had some songs, but I still think that the music was kind of not the greatest. Two eighties. You got to do it now. Get to do it now. Watch out. And there's also <laughs> I like that song. Girl, you are my world. Okay. That's my jam, too. Turns out I like New Edition. It's good, but the music itself isn't doesn't last. It's very of the time. I feel like New Kids of the Block is very of the time. And I think this stuff is also of the time. But I think this stuff being a little more electronic, the electronic sound has carried and continued. Yeah, a little longer for sure. It's less like genre, uh, time-defining electronic sound. I think so, too. It's kind of like the beginning of all of that. But it's still a part of sound that's continuing today, where a lot of sounds of the 80s, especially pop sounds of the 80s, aren't often continued. Even uh, production styles of the 80s, like the toms that you played earlier with the... That's a very 80s sound. You do not hear that... They do not hear that production sound anymore. It's strictly a time. Like, if you Mm -hmm. heard that kind of sound on any track now, you'd be like... Trying to sound eighties, I don't yes, get. Yes, they are. I don't get that from NSYNC. I would get that from something like what you said, like New Edition. I do or New Kids on the Block. I get that a little bit, but only when they do a cover song later. Yeah. I definitely feel that. I feel but, it more too on that real techno-y song where they would be at the discotheque. The discotheque that seems real time constrained too. But like the R and B songs, that sound more like a. Uh, what's that fucking band I said earlier? Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. ABC. BBD. Even Boys to Men. I think that can last a longer mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. I think you could you could still give that to someone and they would find like good things in it. Nineties music was just a different era of sound that I think hasn't necessarily stopped. No. I think like there's a quality out. increase that happened in yeah, the exactly. 90s. I think they figured out a major quality increase and they kind of figured out the top of the sound. It's just what different sounds are now. You can hear a complete like fidelity loss from 80s tones. But songs from the 90s still sound good. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you definitely will hear different things from like... I think songs from the 90s sound better than mixes now. Mixes now are they very low and very high endy. Fucking 90s mixes were mid-range because that's what the human ear hears. They put that mid-range in there and it was a fuller analog mix. Even though there was digital techno sounds, they were playing a synth into an analog thing. Yeah, I know we're always uh, sucking the 90s dick, but... It's true. It's real, and it's our era. Which it is, but I do... I I'll mean, say this. Even I the think 70s, it was good. 70s sounded better than the 80s. The 60s sound better than the 80s. There's something about the 80s that sounds cheap. Do you think the 80s was trying to sound like a different... No, okay, I know. I think the 80s mean. is finding new ways to do things, so it's early versions of things And it's that... like early electronic. Yeah, like, exactly. New wave is early versions exactly. of that. Exactly. It's early versions of things that we have now that sound great. 
Mm-hmm. And it's in the eighties is when it's the first early version of it. So now of course it would sound great. Whereas like the seventies and sixties, it's rock, it's guitars, drums, pianos, and you shit. Do. I mean, All the, that shit has sounded great since there's the There's a lot of low quality in the 60s. Yeah, a lot of low quality, but I think even like the mainstream quality of the 60s and 70s sounds better than the mainstream quality <clears throat> of the 80s. I think sometimes there were thinner sounds. Like some one person who I never liked, I never liked their sound, I didn't like their style of music, is Prince. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not into Prince. And we pr- missed a Prince cover act, by the way, last two weeks ago. Oh, I'm okay with it. <clears throat> okay. I didn't. I don't miss anything. I feel really good about it. <laughs> what about that video where that Prince impersonator falls? Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and he hits his face on the tear of that speaker, and he goes, ow! <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I forgot about and that. he just keeps singing, like, smooth. Oh, that guy's fucking great. <clears throat> well, let's, since we are talking about movies, or movies, god damn it, why is that uh, always the word that comes out of my mouth, even though that's... We can talk about music, movies, TV, and more, whichever you want to do. It's usually music. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go back a little bit, because, again, this is in sync. but they did a couple... Uh, very uh, soft rock, 80s soft rock covers at the end of this album, starting with Everything I Own from Bread. <laughs> from Bread? What a fucking band name. That's bread. terrible. <laughs> I mean, bread is delicious, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to eat your band. That's a fucking baked out session, right? It's called band bread. Because we're fresh. <laughs> what? What's that? Is that called like a vocal flutter? Is that what that would be called? It's an uh, inflection. A run? A I can't run. Do it. A vocal I run. I can't do it. Yeah, that's a, I cannot do that at all. Here, let me try. It's having control of your vibrato. This is for my dad and for Tom and Anne Marie and all the older folks who listen to this. And for the big fans of bread. <laughs> we need to make sure we put the in the description, we need to make sure we mention bread so we get all the bread fans. <laughs> bread fan, bread fans. I'm not super familiar with the original. I definitely know this version. Are we gonna more. hear the original? I mean it's I feel like we taste. probably should. I think we should. This is going to end up being a long episode. Sorry, but That's this is... Fine. It's the NSYNC episode. It deserves every goddamn minute that we give to it. It's a long thing coming. I think so. It's special. <laughs> it's very special to you. You were the NSYNC girl. You... I was. You traded like a... Didn't you like have a matching necklace with somebody? <clears throat> with Broy? No, he was going to get me a necklace made, but he didn't. He said he was going to, but he didn't. But he had an NSYNC necklace made. That's Made? For Mm -hmm. him? Like it wasn't available? Uh, I'm not sure. He made it sound like he got it made for him. (laughs) I got a jeweler. (laughs) He makes my NSYNC necklace. I would spend my money that I would get on those Tiger Beat, Teen Bop magazines. And hold on a second. Let's Chris Chris Kirkpatrick. And then he can't finish it, so we need Justin Timberlake to top it off. That's embarrassing, right? <laughs> you can't finish it, so someone else has to come in and clean it up for you? I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's not that. that I think that's what it is. It might be, but it could also be cool live. Well, let's get a little bit of uh, Lance Bass, who loves the ladies in here. Oh, this is so bad. There are other songs where he's able to hit lower notes better. I just mean it's so corny you can see it coming from a mile away. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's the boys to like, men thing. I was like, is he getting ready to do this? And you were like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. That's, That's right. Because <laughs> there, there is no me without you. It's a short one. A lot of times those little things go on for like what feels like a whole verse. Like, baby, ever since I touch. left you, my heart hasn't been the same. I don't think he's an actual bass. I leaned down and I picked it out of the gutter. And when I found it covered in dog hair and McDonald's cup remnants... Do I had to go back I wish to I remember you. what we were talking about before I cut it off for that. But I have such a bad memory. Oh, our memory is fucking shit. I think we were talking about how the Swedes really know what they're doing. I think so, because I'm all about this, baby. <laughs> this is my time. So, I, that's a good question. Well, well, I didn't ask a question. No, but, I have a question. Okay, well, before that, can we start the Everything I Own Bread version? Please, yes. Okay, let's hear the original since that was a cover. Let's do some bread. Let's play let's some do, bread. Let's do some bread, bro. I guarantee you've heard this. Oh, I've heard it. I'm just way more familiar with the, the other one. Which one am I going to consider more lame? <laughs> I already like this one more. The, the singing's better in the other one. The guitar work is what I'm listening to. This is some, this is some uh, quiet music. Yeah, it's pretty lame. <laughs> I think I would want to listen to the NSYNC one more. I only have to hear the chorus. Yeah, this is a goddamn classic. It's not a bad song. I just obviously yeah. like the yeah, it is. the <laughs> I like the vocals on NSYNC because I'm you know You're it's an my thing. Cow. Oh, that was what my question was going to be. These songs. Are they still legitimately liked, or are they nostalgic, or are they a mix? Well, what songs? All of these NSYNC songs from this first album. It's a little bit of a combination. Okay. Some of them I, I love and always more, will. Certain songs more than others, Some, too? The single, a lot of the singles are solid pop yeah. songs, so I think that those... Yeah, and not even all... Not just the singles, but yeah, I don't love them all. Um, but I... So, Yeah. A mix. That's the best way of saying it. Let's move along to the next song, which is Thinking of You. I never call it Thinking of You. It's parenthetically I Drive Myself Crazy, which is what I've always called it. And I don't usually do that with like any song. Oops. I gotta turn it up. But uh, I always call this song what the title is, but not this song. I never have, and I don't know why. Yeah, usually very good about titles, too. I forget who I was talking to recently, and they said they were terrible with song titles, and I was like, hey, me too. Oh, it was Josh when we were recording vocals the other day. Oh. Well, this is the music video where they were in an insane asylum, and it would probably be considered uh, insensitive in, now. In sync, insensitive. Oh man, were they wearing like uh, straight jackets, straight and jackets, such. Were they jumping doing? around and acting, acting silly. Oh boy, acting like Tom Cruise. Yeah, like acting like they were flying. That was an old reference. Tommy jumping Cruise on couches. Jumping on the couch. Chris Kirkpatrick with his crazy. super high voice. Do you remember this from MTV? I did remember this tune. I don't remember the 
uh, the music video at all. Um, I can't imagine this being in an insane asylum because the music does not lend to that uh, aesthetic whatsoever in my brain. Yeah, they're in a padded room, and then obviously there are different things with each person, like different stories. The next song should have been is makes way more sense in my head to be an insane crazy asylum. for you. Yes, because it goes from I drive myself crazy to crazy for and you. It does, and crazy for you is more upbeat. This one seems to require a music video of them like walking through the park. And then, like, he's not with her, and he's driving himself crazy. Like, the crazy part. Yeah, he's part, depressed. I, yeah. And depressed people go to mental hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> because you are truly sick if you're depressed. Just, uh, and I haven't seen the music video. Just from what's been described, seems like they missed the music well, video ball. Well, let's see what happens after we record this podcast. <laughs> you just got to make me watch music videos after this. I mean, you'll have your own free will to walk up if you want to, but if you want to hang out a little bit, then you might have to just hang around what's happening. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's let uh, JC take over. Please. Imagine having to hit that note every time they performed it live. That's a high note. I just did it. Well, and he just comes straight in like, why didn't I know it? Like, if you're having an off night, that's... That's true. <laughs> Did you tell me in the van that uh, Justin said that JC is technically a better singer than him? Justin does believe that, yeah, JC was technically more talented vocally. But I, I always thought of Justin as being whiny, but they're both technically whiny. I think this sound is just more of like a, not a whiny, but like an emotional sound. So they're more willing to be like, Oh, I mean, kind of in general. Like, Justin's always had... Well, he Again, he uh, was a child. Voice. But he was also a child. He was not yeah. a fully formed man oh, at is, all. Is this Ramen Noodlehead era, by the way? Or is that the next album? That's the next album. Damn it. But it's all, have actually, to do... no, it's kind of a combo because he had bleach blonde hair but it's during not, this. But, but it's it, not curled and ramened up. No, that's more the next album. Okay. But then he did end up cutting his hair. Which is that one right there, No Strings Attached. Correct. Gotcha. That was their huge album that held uh, it held some records for 15 years until Damn. someone what, kicked them like off. being like number one? Their album, which I had a hand in, the very first day <laughs> sold like... They thank you very much. I know. It was <laughs> 1.2 million copies of the album in the first day that it came out. Jesus and then Christ. 2.4 the first week. So they just smashed the record and were able to hold it for 15 years. And Lou Pearlman's just on the side like, no, my precious money. Yeah, well, he did spend time in prison. Did he? He did go to jail, I believe. Is he still alive? No. I was going to say, that guy looked like he died in 1994. His heart ate itself. <laughs> that man was big. All right, we have a few that more man, songs. Let's... He was not just big. He looked like gross. Oh, yeah. He had a stench. Like, he... he Stench. He looked like he talked like, Go on, Martha. So what we're going to do is we're going to get you out there on the stage, and you're going to you're gonna dance around for the girls, and I'm going to get some money. The money, all the money's mine. And he literally had uh, green stink lines coming off of him. <laughs> it was very weird. Let's move along to the next song. Which Lou, he, step back, you stink. The song <laughs> that you think would be better. I have a booger that keeps working its way down, and get I can't out, stop baby. trying to pick it out. Uh, it's a, Did you get it? No, it's still up in there. I got to go deep, and I'm not re- willing to go too deep. All right. Not while I'm being filmed. <laughs> Let's move along to the next song, Crazy For You. Wherever I go, whatever I do. 
I think this song would lend itself way more to like dancing inside of an insane asylum. You know, like in Good Burger, when they're dancing inside yeah. the insane asylum with uh, George Clinton. Mm-hmm. That was that's what's in my mind, and that would lend itself well to this song. And that I makes think. sense, but no, it's more depressed because they're all sad and they're like lovesick. So because they don't have love, they're depressed. So the crazy is like. You make me sick and sad. So it's like cut your wrist kind of crazy. Yes. <laughs> like you need to wear a straight jacket because you're going to hurt yourself or someone else crazy. <laughs> um, this sounds very boy bandish to me and is the most Backstreet Boys sounding song on this whole album. In my humble opinion. Well, and that's one of the things I think I said it already before, but I think that separates the two of them. I think Backstreet Boys has always been more strict. Like they're a little more R&B. But they're more pop. They're more pop R&B. And I think that NSYNC just takes it a little more. They have a little more of a groove, which is what I always liked. Because I, like, Backstreet Boys were okay, but I wasn't like, uh, like I was NSYNC. NSYNC was a whole other world for me. I love, uh, I love the words, witch you. What rock witch it's, you? And it's straight witch you. Yeah, witch you. It's not, it's not just them accidentally doing it. It's, they wrote, wit you. I wonder why they put the two crazy songs back to back. I know. I don't. That's kind of a weird choice. It seems. I know why. Uh, song wise, they did because the last one was ballady and this one's upbeat again. But putting two words, two songs with crazy in the title back to back, I could not do it on my album. It's also kind of a weird order because at first it's like. Oh my god, you left me. I'm so depressed. I'm fucking crazy. And then now it's, <laughs> I'm crazy for you. <laughs> Maybe it should have been the other way around. The happiness first. I'm crazy for you. And, and then, then, I'm crazy for you. I drive you. myself crazy thinking of you. I have faith you'll get that booger eventually, Michelle. It is, it's so deep up in there, but I can feel it. It is like a slug that's you, drying. Do you want to just walk off the camera really fast to go get it? Oh my god. Just not rocking it out of there. No success. Damn. I wanna rock with you. I wanna, I wanna make it true. I wanna, I wanna rock with you. I'm crazy for you. <laughs> Don't put that booger finger on me. There's no booger. <laughs> I tried. There's no booger. I wish there was. So there, I didn't realize they were saying something different there. I thought it was. I wanna rock with you. I wanna rock with you. I wanna make it true. Here's uh, some Joey Fatone. Oh, it's coming down. While Joey Fatone takes over. Did he go? I didn't know. Was that him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That probably really spiked it. <laughs> it did. That was the fat one? Uh-huh. There's so many boogers. Why are you just digging for gold? Because <laughs> no one is going to see this. No one ever sees videos from the second half of the podcast. And they do now. When I got all this boogie footage. You know, put together all the booger footage. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a booger reel. Yeah, Michelle's booger reel. <laughs> you can probably hear it when it's like. Probably, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. Let that please be the case. Sorry, I just Hi, cackled so loud. Hi, Paul. In. I like that we. I I think it's crazy that we have as many animals as we do, but I like having pets. I like having pets too. And I know that they don't always come out when we have uh, company, so other people don't necessarily know how awesome they are. But they're all sweet, loving animals. They're all really good animals. And Let's... I love other people's pets. I love animals. 
Yeah. Anytime I go to someone's house and I find out they have a cat, I'm like, oh, where's this cat? At? Where's this new friend of mine that <laughs> yeah, I have, I guess? Exactly. <laughs> All right, two more songs. This next song is the last. What the fuck is he doing? He's licking the back of that little amp. Maybe it tastes like metal. You know, cats like metal. You should you should see what I'm on my period. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just kidding. That's disgusting. And I haven't, had, I haven't had a period in like over a year. <laughs> You've been pregnant for a year. It looks like it, but <laughs> no. All right. So this is the last 80s cover. Here is Sailing by Christopher Cross. And guess what they did when they performed this song live? Uh, let me uh, pretend to be in a rowboat. <laughs> And well, I don't think a rowboat and a sailboat are the same. I know. Thing. <laughs> I should have said sailboat. <laughs> no, they would uh, be harnessed and flown over. Oh, they would sail serious? through the air over the no audience. Uh-huh. I wonder how many nights that went bad. <laughs> they even did it on an award show. I think they performed. Get, a, get stuck in the middle, or maybe this that's... wasn't a. This wasn't like a single, so I don't know why they would have performed this. It's fucking awful. Solely to have a song to fly over the audience on. <laughs> I guess so. Look, we're close to you. That's where Justin figured it out, and that's why he built that stage that could go over the audience. Because he was like, people loved it when we flew over him, but I'm not getting to that harness bullshit ever again. So let's build a stage that moves over the people. So oddly enough, this song has been getting stuck in my head all week. How can this song get stuck in your head? I don't know. It was never a song that I cared about very much when I was a kid. When I was a kid, this was definitely my least favorite because I was just like, this is super lame. Even even like, like I Need Love was bad. It was at least like more upbeat. But I don't know. I guess my, my opinions have changed over time. I don't think it's as bad of a song. I don't think it's a good song. But uh, it's been I getting think, stuck in my head. I think of the ballads, it's the one of the better ones. I think it's tight, but it's it's clearly sounds like an 80s song. Like, they didn't modernize this at all. This is a JC song. Mm-hmm. Is it JC singing the ball? Yeah. I, I just, think it's only JC. I just assumed that just from the style, and you told me he was like an 80s like a yeah. sing, songwriter guy. But he also was the person who sang on I Need Love. He was like the only lead pers- person on that as well. No JT. That super discotheque song? Uh-huh. I was like, I need love. I need love. I need love. Perfect. <laughs> this song is... The ballads always pretty much I just forget about. Yeah, you're not a fan. You I'm usually choose ballads as being your least favorite songs, too. Well, I'll give you a tip. Well, you, you have a handful to choose from on this exactly. one. Exactly. That's why it's just a tip. Not an answer, but... I'd say it's like the whole top half. For when you want to figure out what my least favorite song is, oh, I there's think a certain I know. valley to tread in. I, I knew that long before even giving this album to you. <laughs> I knew what would be the weaker parts. You are the weakest link. I wonder what she's doing these days. Unless she's dead. <laughs> Maybe she's doing nothing. Maybe she's just aging in a chair. Maybe she's lost her mind and she just sits in a... Uh, insane Asylum Insane Asylum With NSYNC Maybe she's fossilizing she in goes, bed You are the weakest Maybe she climbed back up inside of a uterus And has just become a calcified I'm specimen I'm a calcified baby This is just a slow This, this song makes me want to not talk 
This is like a soft rock. Uh, just kind of, it's, it's more of a snooze fest. I'm not it's saying it's, it's not, but it's just been, it's been stuck in my head. That's all I can what say. What part gets stuck in your head? I guess that's what I don't. This. No. The verses. But I think the Christopher Cross version sucks too, right? I mean, we oh, we should probably check that out too. That only makes sense. But no, I think his, I think on the verses, and he uses so much inflection because he has a more soulful voice. That I think that's better. I think the it's cheesier during the chorus. Did you buy the JC album when it came out? No. Wow. No, but I did. I think I did get this drumline soundtrack. So you listened to the single and then went, oh no. I just knew that it wasn't, it just wasn't as, you know, and I think it also came out when I was starting to listen to that stuff less, uh, and even though I always liked JC, out of it a little bit. Um, Justin was just always my guy, Yeah. so he was just always stronger. Let's listen to Sailing by Christopher Cross. I think it's because he, he plays golf, and you could just pick up on that. Uh, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's very, he came, he always worked with like Pharrell and stuff, so yeah. it, it was always just very groovy. So this is the original. Big symphony swells, where studios still paid actual symphonies. This is this is fucking yeah. This way snoozier. Instincts is a little bit faster. The best thing Christopher Cross ever did was be in the movie Blade. Is that a thing? Yeah. The real Christopher Cross. Yeah. I have my phone on me. But yeah, Christopher Cross. When he got older, he was in movies. So then compare this to the cover. Um, Vocally, it's very different. It's very different, but and I'm trying to decide which I style. prefer. This is so like Chicago and like dad rock. Yeah, and this feels like, like uh, what's his name? Sounds like Mr. Gardner. Songwriter, uh, like folk people. James Taylor. Uh-huh. They're both fucking snooze fests. I think I'm giving it to NSYNC as better, just because this is like I can get representative of, of like a genre of rock and roll that should never have ever been called rock and roll. But that would that'd be like con- like a, what do they call it? Uh, soft, soft rock, rock. <laughs> or like a, God, not conservative, but. Contemporary. Contemporary. Yes, contemporary. (laughs) Fucking terrible. (laughs) All right, one more song. Let's get this over with Giddy Up. So this was always a song that I liked. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't uh, fade that back up. (laughs) So this is a song I always liked a lot. And this is a song that listening to it later and having to actually like analyze it. What is happening here? Oh, this song. I don't know. I'm going to analyze it now that you said something. Well, first of all, it's like a hip hop yeah. sound, oh, yeah. and the whole they just say "giddy up" constantly, True. which is it just kind of it doesn't match up. It's got the Bernie Worrell like, but it's always been my favorite because it's always like the funkiest. Oh, it's your favorite? Interesting. When I was a kid, yeah. Okay, when you were a kid, interesting. Girl, you alone. I could see it being your favorite. For a minute there, I thought. All we do is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not in sync. Too clean. I bet Justin Timberlake would put that on a song now. All we do is fuck. 
I could see this easily being your favorite song in general. Hold up. But I have analyzed it as an adult, and I I see so much more cheese in this song. Interesting. But I've always, like you said, like it's just funky, and I've always kind of gravitated. Even though I've always liked pop music, I've always gravitated towards more rhythm and blues style things as well. And it's got that parliament. Like, it's not even that, but yeah, but it's like during the chorus, there's those Bernie high keyboard tones that like sound almost like gangster rapish. You know how the like uh, NWA took all that Bernie keyboard stuff and mm-hmm. made it like that gangster rap sound. Mm-hmm. It's got the same tone, not now obviously, but just the same keyboard play. So I think it gives it more of that. Who's singing right now feel. after listening oh. to this whole album? That's Justin Timberlake. There you go. There's too much. Uh, uh, that yeah, but I was gonna say that is like a a zazz. You know, there's too much flavor there, and he's got that. Ah, he's got more of a vocal fry in his voice. Well, back in the day, I do remember that people would never say that. They wouldn't be like Nick Carter or anything. There were people outside of like the pop world who would say Justin Timberlake can sing. Before he went and did his own thing and became known and hated by Janet Jackson fans everywhere. <laughs> Which I've always been a fan of both. He should stop ripping off people's brawls and appropriating cultures. It, except that Janet Jackson forgave him decades ago. Like she, she forgave him like not long after it happened and everyone else. I'm pretty sure she forgave it. him when uh, they set that whole thing up to happen. She, look... She just didn't like that she was unfairly scrutinized. Maybe that's why she never talked about it. Because, I mean, the people who she worked with said that we talked about it and the plans were changed. This was planned. This was supposed to happen. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I'm not here to talk about Janet Jackson's titty. I am. Here's Joey Fatone. Getting a little rasp. So white. He sounds like everyone's white dad. Even in his early 20s, he sounded like everyone's white dad. Sounds like a cool fucking guy to me. He always looked like, uh, I don't know his name. He was on Friends. David Schwimmer. Matthew Perry. Uh, David Schwimmer. I thought Joey Fatone always looked like David Schwimmer's like fatter brother. I don't know what David Schwimmer is. Uh, a beautiful man who says pivot. Pivot. All right. Well, we are finished with the album. And I'm sure if <laughs> if the regular listeners have made it this far, I'm shocked. This is not for any of you. Uh, this is all for me. But we are done with the album. We are now to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Sam, what's up? Nothing. It's time to jam. We got some questions. It's about the NSYNC episode. We're going to find out what you like and what you don't. We're going to find out what you like and what you don't. 
You know, I love when you ask me questions. And baby, you know I'm ready to give you answers. But baby, when I look into your eyes, I can tell you're thinking about another man. Why don't you just come over here and sit on my face? So why did I choose this? Um, it's a piece of me. And um, it's a part of who I am. And I feel like it's important to bring pieces of myself to this. And uh, it's that's why. It's just big in my life. And it will always be important to me. So I feel like if it means so much to me, it should mean something to you too. Sam, um, what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? Ugh. Ugh. Sam, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? It was a little bit of an... I know I keep saying like I'm numb lately. This was a little bit more of a... A sting. A oomph. But I think it's... A sucker punch to the gut. I don't think it was a real oomph. I think it was just like snowballed up just from... From what, though? I've, just, I think I've been kind I, lately. No, no, no. I think like it's been made to be a thing when it actually was never a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it almost became like the bit like, when Sam going to get in sync? But by the time I got it, it's just kind of like, okay. I, I don't care. We've listened to worse? We've listened to worse by far. And I'm I'm at an age now where it's like, if it makes you happy, I'm f- fuck, listen to it all day. Have at it. <laughs> if it makes you happy? Well, thanks, Cheryl Crow. I appreciate that. <laughs> if it makes you happy! Okay. Do you know how many times that you listened to this? I only made it three, and it was more because I forgot just to get the listens in. Okay. So I got one with you in the van, and I got one on Friday at work, and then I walked around the golf course today without headphones after I got done golfing 18 holes with my buddies Kent and Zach. Then I walked around and played some golf and listened to the album out loud. Until someone walked if, up. Oh, if somebody was driving by on a golf court or walking by, it was it was immediately stopped. But it was resumed when they were out of earshot. I wonder how, if people actually heard it and then heard you turn it off. They probably could. <laughs> I can hear people like murmuring and they're probably not talking as loud as it was playing. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> there um, was an older couple that was like right behind me. Yeah. Like as I was ending a hole they'd be starting that hole so like we'd walk by each other kind of when it was going parallel Mm -hmm. and i didn't turn it off when i walked by them because i was like they're not gonna judge me they're old people and i know what this is it was a lot of like dudes my age and a little bit younger that were out there today that i was like nope (laughs) (laughs) that's totally fair Uh, i don't know how many times i listened to it honestly and then I watched that concert. Did I mean, you just lose count or you just didn't It count? wasn't as much as you would probably think. I didn't really count, but I think it's like seven or eight. I was going to guess seven. Um, least favorite song for Sam. Oh, I don't have my phone, so I can't see the title. Okay, I will give you the my phone then. I think that your least favorite song is, well, shit, you're going to have to look at it and you don't even know. Um, I think it's sailing. I think it's the second to last song. I think you're so out of it by then. And it's such a snooze fest that um, it just you're totally not on board anymore. Sam, Um, it's a good theory, but I think it's a great theory. I think that I said it while we listened to it. I think for the ballads, it's one of the better ballads of the thing. It's got a certain like 
soulness to it. Can I get? If, I mean, it won't count. But two? can I get a second guess? Well, I kind of left it where it probably was. But yeah. well, is it? God must have spent a little more time on you. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's a song that I actually complained about. How the hell could this music video be in a oh, fucking insane asylum? It makes no sense. All right, thinking of you, I drive myself crazy. Yeah. I mean, this one. This is the real torture. I don't like this. You can hear those little like triangle. I lie awake. I drive myself crazy. Yeah, this is the none of the other songs really sound like this either. Uh, no, no, they don't. This is the one that there was one that's like an upbeat that I said that was like this is the most Backstreet Boys song of the whole album. Mm-hmm. This is the most boy band ballad of the whole fucking. Album. Okay, that's and that makes just, total sense. I was literally walking on the golf course when it came on. I was like, ugh. Like I said, ugh, out loud. Okay, what do you think my least favorite song is? I think your least favorite song is probably I Need Love. And I would have to say, Sam, that you are actually correct. Yeah. For the uh, up-tempo songs, this is definitely the worst. <laughs> Let's get started. It's just everything that is not you. This has never been my favorite song. No. This has always just been like, eh. I wish this song wasn't as much like it is. I this, w- this song is like, if a place plays that kind of music, I don't want to be there. I agree. <laughs> and music like this has always been just like grating for me. Yep. So that would be my least favorite. I can handle the battles a little. Uh, battles? I can handle battles and I can handle ballads pretty well. Um, what about Sam's favorite song? This is impossible. Um, it's not actually. I do have a clear favorite. In my brain. Okay, well, in my guessing brain. Okay, I should say it's like this. It may not be easy to pick, but it is oh, a song that I'm not is. just going like, well, out of all the pieces of shit, this is the least shitty. This is a song that I was actually like, this one I'm saying is a decent song. Is it Tear It Up My Heart? I don't know. I got to see the, <sighs> the song title. Well, it's Tear It Up My Heart, so it's, you're going to see the same thing that I just said. It's the very first song. Uh, No, it's not that. Oh, I think it's... Huh? Why does this look like a different... I think it's the third song. Can you play it? Here we go. Is that the one that you sent me? Yes. Yeah, when I was dancing on the golf course. Yeah. This is my favorite song of the thing. (laughs) This sounds like... Like, this sounds like a new addition, Boys to Men. I'm just fine with this song. It's actually not even torturous. It's actually like... I would have fun dancing with people. I would have fun dancing with you out on the thing, like... Out on the thing. Let's go dance on, on the thing. On, on the round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if we went down the Soul Train line? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd jam it out. If I was drinking still and this was playing, I'd... You'd be all in? I'd bust a fucking move. I'm all in. And, and then another, I'd bust a nut. There's another song on this album, too, that's like that, that I'm like, no, this is actually a good dance, like... Is it I Want You Back? song. It might be. This is... No, no. Sorry. It's another one that sounds like another Boys to Men song. Okay, well, who cares anyways? Yep, do you exactly. do you know what my what you think my favorite song is? Um, I think your favorite song is I don't think it's tearing up my heart. Um I know you're kind of trying to throw me off of it, but I still think it's giddy up. Well, if I really had to choose, it probably still is Giddy Up, even yeah. though I do I did analyze it and be like, this song is weaker weaker than I remembered it being. Yeah. But it's still the grooviest. It has that wah wah like And the bass line. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bass line's really good. It's like the funkiest thing on this whole album. It is, and it's super on par with a lot of things that I would eventually end up liking. Like, yeah. I feel like it really yeah. maybe helped steer me into a different thing, because even though I got my funk from NSYNC. Yeah, no, that's... I got my death metal from Slipknot, so... <laughs> well, that makes sense to a lot of people, so that's that's probably confusing to some people with you saying that how old was i when i first started listening to this 12 period when it came out you were it was for you not immediately but yeah but i mean this you were there for the boom i was there for the boom it took a little it maybe even took by the second single for it to really hit me but it was yeah because i think tearing up my heart I mean, was the one you had this album before no strings attached came out right oh yeah so yeah since the fucking beginning you're in i had no strings attached on day one i had my dad drive me to walmart <laughs> and he got home from work was it like one of those like no this is a big deal he dad. understood it was big <laughs> cool of your dad to understand there were a handful of times when he would take me to walmart it would be a pretty quick process because he'd just take me there i'd go in get the album, and we'd go straight home. It's not like it would be like a prolonged, let's go shopping or anything. I was going to say, that's probably a good tactic on his own, where he doesn't walk in and see like, yeah, well, we need this too, and we need this. Just go in and get your CD. And you probably want to listen to it immediately. Can you imagine holding the CD and you got to wait for your dad to finish shopping? (laughs) I'm holding no strings attached in my hand, and I can't listen to it. I remember with no strings attached, I put it in my... uh, I didn't have to make my dad listen to it. I actually had my portable CD player, and I turned it all the way fucking up. (laughs) All the way up. Okay, so how did I originally feel about it? Loved it. I loved it. I love that you love it. I loved it because I knew the songs from the concert, and most of the songs from the album were on the concert. So I was already familiar with it by the time I actually got the album. Such a smart move Mm -hmm. to make that Disney thing. They were like, this age is perfect. We're going to hook them now with good, wholesome dancing and songs. And the dancing was impressive. And And Sync was always good at dancing as well. And it's not kid songs. They're not kids. I mean, they are kids songs. They're more like like, like preteen. Yes. Uh, If your age, when you saw it, you're like, oh, I'm a big girl now. Oh, they're not even just like stirring up potential feelings, but just like I have feelings. It's, it's and your thing. About... It's your yeah. thing. It's not, and it's not kitty. It's not like I'm listening to Mickey Mouse tunes. No, this is I, it's my fucking thing. This is stuff that's specifically tied to my adolescence. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, that, and that's cool. And yeah, since I would wallpaper the ceiling and the exactly. walls in those Tiger Beat magazines. You did NSYNC. I did Slipknot. It's the same fucking thing. I had some Hanson in there, too. It's Slipknot is a boy band. I mean, there's nine fucking guys. It's a boy band. That's more than... That's like two boy bands put together. <laughs> that's an NKOTBS. Would I recommend this today? Let's be real. This is very timely. There's no one in the world. What am I going to do? Recommend this to my nieces who are no, way fucking past this no. and would never like it. No, there's no one to recommend this to. So and, absolutely not. And anybody you're going to recommend it to already knows what NSYNC is. And are already, and already grown either adults. listening to it or is out. And they're also almost 40 years old. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, almost 40. Would I listen to this again? Of course, but this is not my time. Sam, would you ever listen to this again? <laughs> uh, no, no, I will not. Well, <laughs> Sam, you need to rate it zero out of ten. Oliver the Rock and Roll Cats. Oh, I thought I'm gonna do something when it's your turn. Okay. Uh, I 
I'm going to try and be objective here. I'm not just doing this on Dude, my personal taste. Give or it I a might fucking give two, two if you want to. I don't want to give it two because I don't think it deserves a two. I think it deserves a three and a half from me. Okay. Because I'm putting both aspects in it. I'm giving it points because I think it's a very good boy band pop album. Okay. It's got everything that everyone wants. It's literally the only boy band album you've ever listened to, I assume. That's yeah, true. Um, but it's got everything on it. I think Backstreet Boys might be a little more singular. They might be stretching out a little too much on this album uh-huh. to like what's going to hit. And I think that's kind of my, what they might have been doing. Like what's going to be our biggest hits. And that might be the direction we go to. Or at least that's what Lou Pearlman might have been doing at the time. Yeah. But I just think it's a good boy band pop album. It was perfect for your age. It's so three and a half. Okay. And Michelle, what is your score in Oliver the Rock and Roll Cats? Zero out of ten. I'm holy shit. It's uh, it's not quite nine thirty, but it might be a little late for that <laughs> business. Um, okay, so this is. I feel like this is not being. It's interesting because our our scales are ever shifting. Mm-hmm. They are not similar. Nope. Uh, but for me, this is more nostalgia based Okay. because I don't think that it's necessarily great music, even though I think that there are, I think like tear it up. My heart is a solid pop song. Yeah. I think I want you back as a solid pop song. So I don't think that they're solid hooks too. I mean, they do get stuck in your head. Absolutely. You. Yeah. It's very hooky. So, uh, but I, I mean, I loved it. I'll always like it. Let's hear it. I'm going to have to give this baby an eight. I was going to guess an eight. <laughs> I really like that. And I don't oh. give, I don't give many things the high, like super high scores no. all the time. So no, but I think for me, it's for pretty you, it high. Deserves it. Is I, but I can't give it a 10. That's silly. It is a huge part of your life. It, I mean, truly. I mean, it is part of your personality. I would say it's so. not just something you listen to. It's something that shaped you. <laughs> You know what else shaped me? Hi, here we go. Cheeseburger <laughs> or something like that. Pizza. I don't know. <laughs> Some fatty food is what you're going to say. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Are those headphones long enough for you? Yeah, they just keep getting stuck. Okay. Uh, it's also bugging me because I don't really love earbuds either. Everything's uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> Everything irritates you. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much my existence. <laughs> Everything bothers me. <laughs> And uh, describing this album in one word, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Yeah, can you go first? I can pull something out of my ass. That's all that we do here. So describing this album in one word, I'm going to say, um, or, you know, one word, one phrase, whatever. I'm going to say life changing. This was like an (laughs) awakening thing for me. Good, good, good one. This really was. I was known as the girl who loved in sync. You, you really were. So <laughs> with this, it changed my life. Uh, my word is going to be timing. You just think it came out at the perfect it time. It Came out in the perfect time. It really was constructed pretty nicely because this, was... this, mu- this sort of music exploded. Yeah, and it seems like everything before it was teaching them how to do it. Mm-hmm. And like we went through the shit and figured it out. Here's the actual formula. Take it, boys. I think it's going to keep happening because I and I'm not into them. But Vanessa says that BTS is, supp- is supposedly much better. Like the music 
is better yeah. than what we had. Yeah. So I think even though like I'm not interested, a global phenomenon. Them and One Direction, like there are huge. It, it seems like it has continued. It seems like there's less of them, mm-hmm. but the ones that are around are gigantic. It'll never stop. Yeah, and it'll it be won't. every decade or so that something I'm, new comes out. I'm under the impression that no genre is dead anymore. Everything has it become have to die. so niche, mm-hmm. and you can get what you want. There's no genre anymore that I think is going to go away. Well, speaking of niche and yeah. genre, oh, we are getting to. <laughs> we are finished with the questions. <laughs> so next week, and I'm shocked it's taken us this long, but I don't think it we ever. It's never, really it's never on fallen on a Wednesday, so I think that because it falls out specifically on. I mean, this is coming out on uh, four thirteen, so that means next week. Yeah, man. We we're gonna be having our first four twenty show. Twenty show. <laughs> one of the few holidays I celebrate in full form. <laughs> That's uh, I'd say probably the only one. I celebrate Christmas. You you don't actually buy presents yourself. No, I don't. I buy presents and then you give me half of. And I don't subscribe <laughs> to the religious part of it, but I subscribe to the family part of it. You do. But God damn it, we're finally doing a weed-based episode. Michelle, please tell everyone what we've got in store. So what, because originally I had things mixed up with the dates that I thought that my week was going to land yeah. on 420. We're going to let you know. We got things recorded all sorts of out of order right now. That has been <laughs> happening. That's correct. Um, but we, it turns out, yeah, that's not the truth. Um, but Sam still liked the idea of doing a 420 show that he didn't necessarily want to be the one to take care of curating any sort of playlist or anything it's something that you and i enjoy together so let's enjoy the episode together and i would be the i would enjoy being the one uh, putting the songs together i think that's fun so i am going (laughs) to be work for this guy (laughs) so i'm going to be making a 420 playlist of songs that are you know about weed uh, by well-known artists. I mean, they have to be. It has to be about weed. Period. Yes. Uh, artists that you would expect. Artists that you may not. Whatever. We'll see how it goes. It's kind of like, but it's your... going to be more universal songs that I think everyone knows. It's going to be more of like popular yeah. stuff. I'm not going to do any deep cuts that we've never heard, unless I find something hilarious. Yeah, you haven't done this we'll playlist see how that yet, goes. right? Uh, I've come up with ideas, but ideas. I haven't actually put it together yet. So I, mean, I need to really get on this over you've done, the next two days. You've done wonderful with things like the Evil playlist and the other playlist that I can't think of what the word it's was. because Evil was the most recent. The other first one was Breakdown. Breakdown. Those went well and, Bra- found, now, us, Foo- Foo and found us some goddamn gems. So don't be afraid to... Yeah, like Moonshine Bandits. Go out of... Oh, God. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Wait, that's Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) It was the same fucking sound. It's essentially one and the same. So that's gonna be fun. I am looking forward to that. Absolutely. So we'll be doing that. Um, And then, you know, as always, just check out our videos. Check us out on social media. Uh, We'll check out our 420 episode. That's gonna be fun. Tell a friend that you listen to this podcast where these idiots who don't know what they're talking about talk about stuff. We talk about the way things make us feel and we expect you to care about that. Exactly the way that people would talk in a room. I think so. Nobody fucking goes in a room and is like, hey, have you heard that album? Did you know the producer? Blah, 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 blah. Nobody talks like that. Nerds do. Some people do. Fucking dweebs. And we're here to dweeb it up. (laughs) 
And it's fun. It's a good time. So thanks for bullshitting with us. Do you not remember singing this earlier? I remember, but I didn't expect it popping up. I was really hoping for Reanimate Your Feet. But well, I know that you're a big fan of Cheryl Crow, as previously said. I remember that one. Uh, my friend. My nose itches so goddamn boogers and itches <laughs> like my. I'm just gonna cut my nose off. My friend really liked Cheryl Crow, and he was really excited to see her. And she played a concert. Okay. And she got too drunk, and she had video of her just like fucking up the lyrics and like. I can't forgetting remember who sections. this was. Has this person been on the podcast? No. Um, but you've met this person. I'll tell you after we get off the air. Yeah, that's fair. And he took videos of her disastrous performance, and somehow the videos got taken down. Like, someone on Cheryl Crow's team knew it was such oh, a bad sure. fucking show that they, like, got videos taken down because of copyright. Stupid. Ooh, but I saw them while they were up, and they were bad. Well, you know, that's something you guys have in common. You like substances. <laughs> and uh, with that in mind, <laughs> stay tuned for the 420 episode. Yeah. We'll be back later. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>